Saturday, July 7th. Saturday, July 7th. It's the first annual Sonetta TV Awards. Honoring Minister Louis Farrakhan, Tariq Nasheed. Honoring Zaza Ali, Dr. Boyce Watkins, Queen Ophir, Professor James Small, the Moors, the Hebrew Israelites, Minister Nuri Muhammad, comedian Gerald Kelly, rapper My Son, the Amin Ra Squad, Red Pill, Blue Pill, and hosted by attorney warrior Malik Zulu Shabazz, all at the Symphony Space, 2537 Broadway, upper level, at the Symphony Space, 2537 Broadway, upper level in New York, New York. Find us on usalivestream.com slash Sarnetta TV Awards. USA Livestream at S-A-N-E-T-E-R-T-V. Black Power. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Gerald Kelly, comedian actor from Kevin Hart's LOL and the Father and Sons Comedy Tour. Listen, July 7th, I'm hanging out with my man, Sonetta. Sonetta is doing the TV Awards with House of Consciousness, celebrating the people in the community that's doing things for our community. It's going to be amazing. I'm performing. I'm going to tear that show down. Tiffany Space Theater, July 7th, 4 p.m., the Sonetta TV Awards is going down. Shout out to my man, Sonetta. Shout out to everybody involved. My man, my son, the general. We honoring the Minister Farrakhan. It's going to be incredible. I'm going to tear it down. I want to give a shout out to Sonetta. Appreciate you, brother, for the positive videos you've been doing out there. I want everybody to support the Sonetta Awards, July the 7th, on Broadway. In Manhattan, make sure y'all there four o'clock. The Sonetta Awards, July seventh, is going down. Support the brother. One love. killer in the house and I'm coming to do what I got to do and I'm going to do what I got to do standing tall standing strong hey hey Mossy clan warriors up yeah man y'all know what it is man beating that Mossy drum you know what I'm saying when it's time to go to war you know what I'm saying I like to use uh the Mossy clan fine example of what it is we supposed to do in scholarship specializing in West African uh, history, right? I said specializing. That don't mean that's the only thing thing we do as Mossy Clan warriors. We stand up on that scholarship. We stand up on that African-centered scholarship. So I find this the perfect time to kind of bring out uh, the Mossy, you know what I'm saying, in this particular um, class I'm gonna do right now. And this is probably gonna be four or five classes. I ain't gonna make them long. I'm gonna get right to the points. Right? And we're going to string them together. All right? This is going to be very, very important because we now want to deal with that quote-unquote uh, indigenous argument. Um, 
probably the next video after this, I'm gonna deal with the 130, uh, 130,000 year fine that they found in the Americas. Uh, I'm gonna deal with that, figure out was it human, right? And we're gonna get into the term human in that particular class, right? But they have a 130,000 year old fine and we're gonna deal with that. Does that help support the quote-unquote indigenous argument or the aboriginal argument of of <clears throat> of the first native americans uh being i don't even know if they say they're being africans they just saying that the first native americans uh was us well i will say is that uh these first native americans based off the reasons where they living in you know what I'm saying? Like California and those areas, right? They would have definitely had brown skin based off of needing that protection from the sun. All right? So, okay. We understand that the first uh, human beings that inhabited planet Earth, right, uh, they're going to have brown skin based off of uh, being uh, created uh, by nature in those temperate zones of Africa, Okay? Uh, near rivers, you know what I'm saying? Great Rift Valley in those areas. So, you know, these early hominids, right, and early humans are going to need water, and they're going to need good temperature, all right? So you got to understand, right, when they find the first hominids and they start to date them back to 6, 7 million, 8 million, 10 million years old, uh, these hominids, right, if you go to the same time period in Europe, they're going to be under ice, yeah, if you go to 300,000 years, you're under ice. You're under ice in Americas, right? So I don't want to hear that, right? See, just gave you a key point. You're under ice at 300,000 years in America. Look up the Laurentide ice, Laurentide ice sheets, okay? Look at the glacial stages, all right? Look at Africa, right? Man, the climate was tempered as such so that humans could grow, okay, in this environment and transform. Nature transformed these hominids, you know what I'm saying, into something that later on will become us. So I want to start off, I'm going to have a couple books I'm going to be using. I'm going to use Human Origins, What Bones, Genes Tell Us About Ourselves. So that means right out the gate, the Aborigines going to get knocked out, right? Because they claim to think that DNA ain't real. But it becomes real when a woman puts in a case for you. They have to pay child support. Right? And they say, yeah, let me take that swab, that DNA swab, and you'll spit. And the test results come back negative. You're 99.99% .99 not the father. You don't say, whoa, I don't believe in that. I'm going to go ahead and pay that 18 years of child support. Nah, you never hear that. Or how about if one of your children was locked up for a crime? Okay? And they was locked up for a 20-year bid, but they do five years. And after five years, right, a forensic specialist come in, take your child's DNA, right, and come back with the results to say, based off the DNA results, right, your child, your son, your daughter has not committed that crime. We must officially let them go. Oh, no, 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 don't let my child out. We don't believe in DNA. You would never hear that. So I already know what it's going to end up at. You know, that's one of the crazy arguments in what you want to call the Aborigine community that uh, we don't trust DNA. Yeah, you trust it when it's stopping from paying 18 years child support, and you trusting it when it's getting your ass out of jail. Yeah, so watch this, right? I never would disrespect people that consider themselves uh, what you want to say, Aboriginal or the first Native Americans, right? 
I say take a DNA test. You might be pleasantly surprised, right, that some of the African-American population do have ancestry uh, with the Native American population. That's just a fact, right? And I don't think nobody on this side uh, that deals with science uh, is arguing that point. We're saying that the first people that came over here wasn't the sub-Saharan African. Man, you talking a 60, 70, 80, 90,000 year walk. Okay? So we're going to get into that. All right? But before we can get into that, let's go to UNESCO. Because these, so, all right, I'm using this too to start us off with this. This, get the works. I don't want to hear you arguing with me and you haven't read no books on said subject. So we got to deal with genes, DNA, and early humans, right, before we can even get to the Americas. Remember, the Americas is the last place where humans migrate to. I think the oldest find of Homo sapiens sapiens may go back to, what, 20,000 years or so, 25? Man, I know y'all going to correct me. But when you correct me, make sure you have the data. All right? Also... We're going to deal with this book, Lucy, The Beginnings of Humankind, How Our Oldest Human Ancestor Was Discovered and Who She Was by Donald Johnson. So this book is by UNESCO, right? And this book is by uh, Rob DeSilly, all right? So we got these books right here. Then we got this book, The Complete Book, The, Com uh, the Complete Idiot's Guide to Roman Empire. Find some interesting facts in here. All right, and then we got Brother Asaho Tepsworth of the Bacala of North America, a living, living sons of, vital, of, of vitality. All right, because first we want to kind of deal with uh, early humans, first of all. Got to deal with that. We're going to immediately put the Aborigine community in checkmate. We're going to start off, that's how we do, that's customary, right? To start you off in checkmate. See, good scholarship will absolutely reward you. We just want to come to the back of the book. All right? We're going to deal with the conclusion. Uh, from nature in the raw to liberated humanity. Man, that's a hell of a title to the conclusion, man. Because trust me, before you get here, uh, trying to work in your ecology and transform your environment, man, nature is raw, man. You know, like when you build a house on top of nature, you're transforming it. Alright, but before you get in that area, it's raw. It ain't no joke. Ain't no streets, ain't no pavements, ain't no trails. You might get some animal trails. Mess around, find them animal trails and get ate up, right? And you know what? I know what y'all gonna say when we get to bring in the DNA evidence and just totally destroy you and the anthropology, the paleontology, and the archaeology. Because that's how we're gonna defeat y'all. Y'all not gonna be able to get around it. I'm going to say it again. You're not going to be able to get around it. It's going to be impossible. And you will use none of these studies. Y'all going to rely on the good old-fashioned eyeball test. And I already know it. You're going to deny, right, the anthropology, the study of culture. You're going to deny the paleontology, the study of the bones, the study of the crane, the cranial, right? You're going to deny, you know what I'm saying, uh, Evolution, biological evolution. You're going to deny understanding what why skin is considered a trait, a genetic trait. You're going to deny all these things to stand on top of your claim. I already know it. 
I know, I know. And y'all going to finish it off with, hey, the white man is a lion, the devil. I know the white man is a devil. I know. I know. Like when you go to a guard till, guard, car dealership and you go buy a car, right? You know what I'm saying? They immediately call the office of uh, kill the African-Americans affair. They call that office and let them know that you're buying a car. They get back to the dealership and the dealership uh, clicks that switch. Sends out a beacon, right, to let the quote-unquote kill the African-American community. Let them know that an African-American has just bought a car. We're going to click that kill the African-American switch with that beacon. It will immediately make the brakes not work proper and it will immediately make the steering wheel not work proper. So when they get in the car, right, you know what I'm saying, it's gonna crash and kill them. And it also sends out a beacon to alert other drivers on the road that the African American is driving the car. So that when your brakes stop working, right, and when your steering count stops working, you won't be able to crash into the other cars driven by white people. They'll like bounce off. Yeah, they set up this complicated process to get you because I just know you don't trust the white man. In the science of the car, now would you? No, you wouldn't. And then they got this whole complicated thing set up to kill you. I know. I know. I know. Hmm. That's called the doctrine, you know what I'm saying, of blackology. But everything is black, and white people aren't human, right? And they, and they do everything wrong, and black people never did nothing wrong. Never nothing. That's why half, no, that's why 100% of the scams in the conscious community is done by black people. But I know the white people have jumped in their mind and made them make their decisions to take your money and skim scam you. I know. Make you take other people's logos. I know. Make you sell them status correction. I mean, I get it. I really, really do. Okay, enough of that. So let's go straight to this. It's a Africa as the homeland of mankind, not North America. I know some of y'all act like humans started in North America. Stop it. Oh, started in Asia. Stop it. Oh, you know, all of us, you know, ain't Africans. And we're going to deal with that term African. Right? You will be surprised. We're going to deal with that term right after I do this. Alright? So, it says, although archaeological investigation, okay, in Africa have not yet advanced very far. Man, you know they ain't spending all their time in Africa. They trying to find humanity everywhere else but Africa. Now, this book was written in 1974. Remember that? The date real quick. We looked at my last video, I talked about the UNESCO conference, right? Uh, so I think this is, when, let me get on here, right? First published, uh, okay, first published in uh, 1989 by the United Nations Scientific, let me see, Goals, California, uh, UNESCO, 1981. Yeah, but the work got started on it in 1974. No, 19, I think it was 19... Uh, 70 something like that go back to that video and I talk about where they launched that uh, uh, a scientific study to bring out the history of Africa from an African scientific standpoint of view right and so it goes on to say have not yet advanced very far but it say all evidence suggests 
that the continent was the first and indeed the principal century of human development. This is what the modern world has come to. They've come to this conclusion. That's everybody, Chinese, the Japanese, um, the Russians, the Americans, the Native American scientists, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the African in Senegal, Khoisan scientists. Uh, Y'all didn't know they got science too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all indigenous tribes, yeah, they do have uh, babies that went to school, you know what I'm saying, you know what I mean? and, and are scientific. And we do have colleges and universities in Africa. I know we don't have, but yeah, we do. I get it, y'all. Let me finish, though. Human development. It says this was already true some 14 million years ago. So for you to get past what I'm saying, I need you to go back 14 million years in North America. Go back 14 million years, you know what I'm saying, uh, in, in Asia. Go back 14 million years in the Caucasus Mountain. Go back 14 million years, you know what I'm saying, uh, at the top of the globe. Go 14 million years. Okay? And find me an artifact older than what they find in Africa, and we'll sit back and we'll have a real good conversation. 14 million years ago, at the time of Kentopithecus, it said, which appears to have been the initial stop from which our species evolved. It said, there can be no doubt at all that Australopithecus, that's Australopithecus Africanensis, was the first hominid that can be defined as such by its brain structure, okay? It was followed by the Xenthopithecus from the word Zing, or East Africa, who was the first direct ancestor of modern man. It say next came uh, Homo erectus. It say the, and lastly, the Homo sapien type, whose features are the height of the period. It say even in Europe, I'm going to say this again. And lastly, Homo sapien type, whose features at the height of the period, even in Europe. So when they go to Europe, right, they find these, quote, unquote, Negroid features. And notice they use the word Negroid because that's what they were saying back in the 70s and the 80s. They were saying Negroid in science. They was using that. They're not using that term anymore, though. All right? And we can probably get into that. So even in Europe, right, the oldest bones you found, right, was, was, was looking sub-Saharan African. Let me do that. Where, hold on, damn, man. These features at the height of the period, even in Europe, were often Negroid. It says, thus all the links in the chain relating, relating us to the earliest hominids and pre-humans are to be found in Africa. According to W.W. Howells, the apes of Africa, the gorilla, and the chimpanzees are more closely related to man than in any other three, than in any of the three to the orangutan in Indonesia. So see, back in 1974, they wasn't saying we was coming from apes. They were simply saying that we was closely related to the gorilla, to the chimpanzee. See, that's where y'all all get wrong. But I don't want to talk about that. I'll beat that to death. So here we go. Make the point clear. Before we can talk about the population in North America, we first got to talk about the population of Africa. We got to talk about where early humans started out at. 
all of us listening to this video will say out of their mouth. One, Africa is the birthplace of humanity. Two, that the aboriginal people or the African people are the oldest on planet Earth. Three, that the African population, right, is the oldest population out of all things that walk upright and call themselves humans on planet Earth. This, y'all all will agree to, maybe. <laughs> Got some fools running around out there, right? But in agreeing with this, these three statements, these statements are really conclusions based off of the study of biological human evolution. And that's called checkmate in the circles I travel. You can't admit that the indigenous people are the oldest people on the planet. You can't admit that Africa is the homeland. And you can't admit that we the mothers and fathers of everything, right? And then disagree with evolution. That would be like certain teachers amongst you trying to teach you about the hidden history of Egypt on one hand, right? And on the other hand, telling you that the ancient Nile Valley script Metanetia had not been deciphered. That would be like that. And I know y'all ain't that daggone crazy. Well, yes, y'all are. So you can't teach the history of, quote unquote, or the history or the hidden history that don't nobody else know but you. You can't teach that, right? If you're claiming that the writing system has not been deciphered. Well, why is that? Let me tell you. It's very simple. Because the history of the people in the Nile Valley is contained in their written script. That's one of the reasons they created a writing system. Oh, y'all didn't know that? Yeah. The number one reason they created a writing script was for business and trade and commerce. So they could keep up with their money. That's one reason. The second reason is to document the history of the people. So you ain't got to go word of mouth. And you know how that word of mouth can go sometimes. That word of mouth go from, I told John that by the time I get back to me and mess it all up. Y'all know how that go. That's why that babble is very, very funny. Because that joint started out word of mouth. Uh, anyway. And so don't pay people money to teach you about the history of the Egyptians, right, on one hand. And on the other hand, say the Metanetch ain't been deciphered. Because if the Metanetch had not been deciphered, how would you know? The hidden history of Egypt. So we understand before the Metanetra was deciphered, white people in particular was making up who and what and how Egyptian civilization worked. The Catholic Church was paranoid. They was really trying to fort the efforts of the decipherment because they understood, right, that this civilization was older than the Jewish civilization or the Hebrew civilization. And they knew there was some very, very interesting information contained, right, in the Egyptian civilization. They could see the monuments. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when they went to Egypt, when the Germans went, 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 went on Napoleon, Went to Egypt, man. He didn't just go to Egypt for a vacation. Man, he went with a whole entire scientific community. Because they was like, man, they, this is old. This is serious. Church was like, oh, man, they're going to they gonna kill Christianity if they find out that truth. So they was always trying to fort the efforts, you know what I'm saying, of Champollion and the boys. Funny.
Funny backstory. But anyway, I said all of that to say, before we talk about um, uh, any population of human beings in the North Americas, right, then we definitely got to talk about the origin of that humanity first, right? And if you're not agreeing with evolution, right, then, then why in the world are you agreeing with the aborigine idea and concept? Because it makes no sense. Because that is how the population came around. Right? You're talking about being transformed into your environment, right? A natural selection is a one of the mechanisms in evolution. You know what I'm saying? How do brown-skinned people get to the Americas and stay brown-skinned as they travel through different temperate zones and change complexions? How does that happen? Right. That's my point. So now, how much time I got? Hmm. Probably won't do five more minutes. How am I going to do it? So maybe people don't like the word Africa. Okay. Where does that word come from? Let me go to the book. No, let me go to Saul's work real fast. Now, Saul has an excellent, and I'm going to say it again, he has an excellent uh, chapter. It's called, uh, So Why Not Just Call Ourselves Africans? And I'm waiting on his presentation. I know that shit going to be fire, right? Uh, in his book, he talks about not even calling ourselves Africa. The name of the book is the Bacala of North America, of the living sons of reality. All right? And he has an excellent chapter on, uh, so why not just call us up? Let me read this real fast. It says, I know there will be those in the nationalist community who will object to any name other than Africa, and for good reason. As Professor James Smalls always stressed to me, African Americans are the only ones who can truly call themselves Africans. Now, this is a very, 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 very interesting statement coming out of this book, right, from Professor James Smalls. How is it that the African, African Americans, right, are the only ones on planet Earth that can truly call themselves Africans? Now, I don't want y'all to say what I didn't say and misunderstand what I am saying. Because I know y'all going to do that. I already know how it's going to go. It's going to be in the comments section. Right? And remember, when I do the videos, right, uh, and y'all comment on it, I'm going to do a, 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 a video on the comments section before I move on to the next stage. That's how we got to do this. Right? To, 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 to develop that conversation in the comment section, right? To get better responses in the comment section. And remember, this is scholarship. It's not hollership. It's not foolishship. All right? It's not gunnership. You know what I'm saying? We're using our intellect here. We're using our minds. We're stimulating the brain. We're feeding our brain. That's what we're doing, right? And so how is that statement true? Let me say it again. African-Americans are the only ones who can truly call themselves Africans. Man, African-Americans represent the largest gene pool of people from the continent of Africa to date. Because of the invasion by colonial powers, it forced the captives, I like when they use that word captives, captives, prisons of war, right? From various ethnic groups from West Africa to Central Africa to become uh, one people in the United States. This gives us the right to truly call ourselves Africans as we truly represent a large number of groups from the continent who recognize themselves 
as one people. Let me say it again. This gives us the right to truly call ourselves African as we truly represent a large number of groups from the continent who recognize themselves as one people. Mm. And then, you know, then he goes into, you know, the word Africa, Africa, right? And the Ma. He talks about the confederation, the coming together, you know what I'm saying, of African groups, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that you break, that, that based off the study of these particular words, the Africa, you know what I'm saying, the Central African societies, that, that, that that's maybe where the word Africa comes from. I want y'all to get the book to read. It's an excellent reading, an excellent breakdown by the scholar of Sahutep, right? By the way, the handbook for the conscious community, I almost forgot that, man. This is also an excellent work for all the issues that's going on in the conscious community. I don't think he has uh, a discussion on uh, the Aborigine, right, or the Africans in America. I don't think he has a discussion on that. But there's a lot of discussions in this book, and I want y'all to get this book, The Magi, The Handbook for the Conscious Community. Now, let me keep rocking real fast now, Okay. So, that statement that Professor James Smalls wrote, uh, 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 spoke on in, in the Bacala, Bacala of North America in that book, that's a deep statement. Because, you know, we be rallying up, we be we African, we Africans, right? But let's get this straight. People in Africa, right, for the most part, 99% of them don't call themselves African. As a matter of fact, I think, I think Brother actually talks about that in his book. Let me see. Thank you, bro. Let me see. Uh, let me see. Let me see. It said, let me go to page 24 real quick. It says, with that said, he it said, we still have the problem of meaning when it comes to the name Africa. We have adopted the name because all we know at this point is that we come from the continent of what is called Africa. Right. I've been saying this for years, man. Like, it wasn't like they had DNA tests back in the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. They didn't have DNA. They just mapped the, look at the, uh, the human genome project, where they just mapped the human genome. I think it's back in, what, uh, 2008 or 9? It ain't been that long ago. Look that up. Human genome. What's the human genome map? So we didn't have DNA. So all we could point to was one particular uh, place. You know what I'm saying? And if you studied anthropology and archaeology, you would know that's where humans start out at. That's why I give you this book. So we knew we came from that country. We knew we didn't come from the Americas. Although some of y'all going to fight for that, but y'all in checkmate. He goes on to say the trans, the transatlantic Holocaust served our individual cultural ties, severed our, our individual cultural ties and our cultural connection uh, to names and meanings. It says, because we lost our individual connection to specific ethnic groups, the whole continent of Africa became our point of mm. connectivity. You know how I saw it, connectivity. <laughs> yeah, connectivity, right? He's ba let me explain. He's basically saying that that's our connecting point where, 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 where we have been kidnapped, right? Prisoner wars brought to the islands and brought to the United States, right? Uh, where we all connect that since it's different ethnic tribal groups in the Americas, right? And abroad, where we all connect that, right? It's in Africa. That's why we use the word Africans. Not because it's a term created by Africans. 
right? Because we know the Africans, uh, tribal groups, uh, uh, nations, cities, states, then name the continents. Naming of continents is a European thing. Because when you look at any land, you're looking at the same land before humans. I'm going to say this again. When you're looking at any land, you're looking at the same land before humans. Humans come in and make city, states, nations, tribes, borders, fighting over water resources. Even animals set boundaries by urinating on trees, defecating in certain areas, marking their territories. This is an animal thing to mark territories. But before animals... Right? Because we know there was land and ocean. There was oceans first. Right? Uh, then it hardened up certain areas and you get land and all that. You know what I'm saying? Molten lava. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't no earth. It was a ball of molten lava. Hey, whatever you want to call it. Right? You know, then, 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 you, then you get it hardened up. Then you get the oceans transported here. Alright? Y'all can look that up. Okay? Um... That land ain't had no particular name, no matter what you want to say. Animals start to divide and, 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 and carve out niches when they come about the oceans. All right. Because we lost our individual connection to specific ethnic groups, the whole continent of Africa became our point of connectivity. It says, so the name Africa doesn't represent anything more than a geographical location. Everybody stops shenanigans, man. They say if you ask an African American what the name Africa means, 99% will tell you they do not know. So what does Africa mean? Y'all gonna have to get the book to go into that. So if you was to go to Africa right now, people are gonna say, "Well, I'm Ghanaese," right? I'm from Kenya. Okay. I'm from this, I'm from that. Alright? They're gonna name the nation they from. They're gonna name the place where their ancestral stories uh take you to. They're gonna do all of that. They ain't gonna say they're African. Why would you do that? They know what they land is called. If you go back in time to either they wanna say we Africans, like whoever thought that? Man, our community never thought that. Only later on, when the knowledge gets lost, do people think that's why we call ourselves Africa. We, 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 we called ourselves Africans because it was a point, right, of connection for us. Because we didn't have time. Now, we can, we, you know, through DNA, Rick Kittles, shout out to Rick Kittles, right? Um, and the sister that started the company, all right, Google that. Google Rick Kittles. African ancestry, Google that. All right, you're going to see him and his sister came up. I need to remember her daggone name. Man, apologize, sis. That's why we use the term Africa. Not because we thought it was something slick or we thought it was some kind of scientific, whatever. That ain't why we use it because, man, that's what we had at the time. Now we can start moving. Now we can move in the direction we can find the name of our people now. All right? So watch this, though. Where did we start calling ourselves African Americans? Well, let's do this real quick, right? All right. Now, I'll be 
before we get to the African Americans, let's go back. First of all, the origin of the word African man is just not clear. It even says that in this work. All work you read, there is not really a consensus on what it means and where the term comes from. But I got a good place of where it came from. One of the one of the reasons. Now most people say, well, that's a European name. No, Brother Saul brings excellent information on how this is really dealing with African confederations, right? Uh, some circles talk about a Berber. Uh, mixed African and Berber tribes with that name, the Afar tribe, living on the continent of Africa. We know that the Romans, right? We know that the Romans named a province, one small portion of North Africa, Africa. We know that. We already know that. So they named that. But the name does not come from Europeans, right? The name comes from the naming that Europeans did. So they took African names or, or African concept, right? And they took it and they named just like they named the continent with it. Right? Just like they named one small province. Right? So it didn't come from uh, a European name. And we can go to this book right here that I said I was going to use. The Complete Idiot's Guide to Roman Empire. Man, get that, man. Start you off slow. Make sure you fact check it. I'm going to get right to it. It says, well, it kind of talks about how Hannibal army couldn't couldn't actually protect the areas that he had taken read the history of Hannibal right man they well they brought it to the Romans but you know after he started taking empires you got to be able to hold on to empires that's where he fell short all right where he couldn't get the help that he needed from his particular nation okay read and look at the story right and so at this point it says Hannibal Hannibal's one army couldn't protect his gains it said he had, he summoned help from his brother's army in Spain. But the Romans, led by a young and brilliant general, Scipio, cut it off and defeated it at the Maturus River in 207 BC. Scipio was then elected consul and sent with an army to North Africa, which forced Carthage to recall Hannibal. It says, there at the Battle of Zamia, Z-A-M-A, okay, modern Naregia, Scipio defeated Hannibal in 202 BCE. Rome became masters of the Western Mediterranean, and Scipio received the title Africanus, the conqueror of Africa. Mm. Read this again. It says Rome became the masters of Western Mediterranean, and Scipio received the title Africanus, the conqueror of Africa. That was a roaming naming technique. That when they defeated their enemies in battle, they would name themselves after the, the, the fallen enemy. Hmm. So that's where Scipio gets his name from. His name wasn't Scipio Africanus before he defeated Hannibal. I just wanted to put that out there. Real easy. So now that we got that little part straight, right? Remember to deal with my classes. You got to read. You got to study. You can't just take it. So get the books and read. Get the resources. So where does the word African American come from? Right? That seems to be something we named ourselves. Right? So let's come to, I want y'all to look up Yale Alumni Magazine. That's Yale Alumni Magazine. Type in the word, the origin of 
African-American, okay? You're going to have to go to, uh, let's see. Let's do this real quick. It says the Oxford English Dictionary traced its documented occurrence of African-American back as far as 1835. It said the related term Afro-American, which enjoyed a brief pop, uh, popularity in the 1660s, has an 1831 citation, okay, in the OED. But last April, right, it says uh, a routine search for the phrase in an American historical newspaper. Look up the America's historical newspaper. It says the Redex Company, R-E-A-D-E-X Companies, very powerful database of early U.S. papers and was surprised Surprised to be surprised to be led to a eight, a 1786 sermon published in Philadelphia. The sermon was only known its only known surviving copy is at the Harvard's. Uh, let me see. Houston, Huxton Library, and it's titled "A Sermon on the Capture of Lord Cobwells." When you look it up, right, you'll see that an African-American wrote this paper, right? And he says right here, is if you look at the actual document, it says the sermon on, on the capture of Lord Carvel by an African-American. Right there. That's, that's the oldest surviving document, right, where you find the term African-American. All right? So there you go. goes back to 1782. We was calling ourselves African Americans. I just want to kind of get all that straight. I wanted to get the uh, uh, the the the, the, the paleontology out the way, show you the humanity. I'm gonna get that straight. That we know that all of us start off original, right, in Africa, right, before the term Africa, right. Also, want to let you know, right, that they use the term Africa in journals. I mean, like an African in journals. You ain't gonna sit up there and write no journal talking about what different landmasses are and not use the terms that are predicated to the daggone uh, continents. And yes, names of continents do change. Okay, matter of fact, when you deal with uh, Africa, you can go to certain points where it was called Libya. Okay? Uh, the Greeks called it Libya. Let's see. Um, the Muslims call it uh, Belid El Sudan, the land of the blacks, right? The Greeks also call Ethiopia, land of the blacks. And this brings up a real interesting point. African people wouldn't name themselves black. Don't make no damn sense. You're going to be around a bunch of black people and name your nation black people. Name your land the black people. Well, how in the hell are you going to find that land? Because when you get to that land in that area, everybody's going to be black. How are you going to find that country called black people? everybody be black no so these are foreign designations okay these are foreign designations all right put on black people plain and simple so we didn't name ourselves that we named ourselves around uh certain structures geographical reasons in that area you know what i'm saying we would have did that like todd netcher land a lot of resources you know what i'm saying so that's how we did that and in the Nile Valley, in certain areas with farming communities, and where you get the name Kemet from, alluding to the black soil, not the black skin. We wouldn't have did it, people. I know it hurt, but we wouldn't have did it, right? So, got that kind of straight, all right? I don't lose my train of thought. Got the African term out the way, 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, Brother Saul talks about we're gonna, we need to rename ourselves. I'm in total agreement with that, right? Uh, I personally don't have a problem with the term African-American because we built this joint from start to finish. Fought in every war. I ain't giving nothing back. Y'all can go ahead and run and go where y'all want to go. I'm saying that we're a nation unto ourselves, and we just need to start acting like it. We need to have our own politics, right? We need to continue our culture and keep fighting for our right and our sovereign right as African-Americans. We just need to do that, right? So we got all that straight, right? The next class, we're going to triangulate on uh, that 130,000 year fine in the Americas, right? Because we closing in on that pseudo ship. We plucking feathers around here. <laughs> Marty from Six Dines, he say that. We plucking feathers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we hunting down chiefs. We talking about them pseudo chiefs. Right? Right. So that's what we doing, family, man. This first installment of uh, the indigenous people, you know what I'm saying? We're going to deal with that, all right? Um, I think we did a good job on the term Africa, right? I don't think I finished explaining. I wanted to finish explaining how in scientific journals, right, uh, they use the term Africans and non-Africans, right? Maybe we'll talk about that later. All right, this is in scientific papers and journals. That's just how the term is used. All right, so it's used in scientific journals to explain um, uh, hominids and hominids and, and homos. You know what I'm saying? Homos! And I'm talking about knowledgeable men, homo sapiens. I ain't telling about other things. Stop it. Hey, look, check this out, y'all. Appreciate y'all listening, man. Uh, hit the comment section. Hey, check this out. Make sure y'all subscribe to Real Black Atheists on Fire. Make sure you go to that page and do that. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all also subscribe to uh, I'm a Raw Squad Media and uh, subscribe to Real Black Atheist Scholarship. We rebuild those pages, man. Make sure y'all go to abjuware.com. That's A-B-J-U.com. Okay? Abjuware. A-B-D-J-U-W-E-A-R.com, man. And go ahead and get your shoes and your shirts and your hats and everything, man. Uh, appreciate that community, man. We're going to be doing these classes, man. Hey, y'all, check this out, man. I know that uh, people are going to want to debate certain things. And I just have to say this, man. I do not debate those who are not my equal. All those I just teach. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else, I just got to teach you. Right? Now, if you bring, bring me a professor or somebody with a doctorate on said subject, do you know we can get it in. You know what I'm saying? We bring in a whole research team on that. Bring in the Massey Warrior Clan on that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Step it up a little bit. That's what we do. So I'm just saying, man, look, man, ain't no getting around this topic. Uh, I really appreciate the discussion, right? Y'all keep that shit clean in the comments, man. Oh, man, I cussed. I only cussed twice. Man, check this out, man. Massey Clan Warriors 